0: Любий,
1: And this is the Beat Podcast. I'm MJ here with BD. Hi. And this is our finals preview. And the NBA finals between the Golden State Warriors and the Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, before, Before we get into that, I just wanted to do a really brief hot topics. Obviously, the main center of focus is the finals and our predictions and dynamics of that. But... Just to start things off, a few hot topics. The biggest, of course, being Kobe Bryant's news. Um, He actually indicated to Mitch Kupchak that this is it, that next year will be his last season as a Laker. Now, it was very brief from both Kobe's side and Mitch Kupchak's side. So Kobe actually did uh, respond on his Twitter, but he did not give any indication as to the details of what that meant. So obviously it means either one of two things. Uh either one, he's gonna retire, or and this may, maybe this is just my wishful thinking, but uh there's also the possibility that maybe it just means this is it with the Lakers. Um there is a uh there's a possibility with another team.
0: I think we talked a little bit about that when you talked about him possibly like you wanting him to play for the Clippers, but I mean if he did go to a good team, that'd probably be one of the favorites to win it, but or, you know, if he has another season ending injury or something, then might might just call it uh quits.
1: Yeah, I mean that's true. Uh you know, he's getting towards the end of his career and now he's starting to get injured a little bit more. Um, which is always unfortunate. You never you never want to see, especially like a great player like Kobe Bryant, go out on injury, um, like it happened with Steve Nash. So and actually Shaq technically played but uh, he was so injured in his last year with the Celtics so yeah. hopefully that's not the case with Kobe and um uh obviously it was more just speculation or actually it's just more my my hope my hopeful thinking with the clippers but who knows you know now it actually is a possibility even if a long shot okay so the next hot topic is actually the bulls fired tom Thibodeau uh, recently, no surprise. He was, uh, he was sort of, it sort of seemed like he clashed with the management's culture. We actually, you know, we don't know the behind the scenes and what exactly the, uh, we don't know the details as to what they were clashing on, except that they, you know, they had a different uh, perspectives. I think Tom Thibodeau is a great coach. Hopefully, he gets a he gets a job soon. Barack Obama actually tweeted something like some uh, somebody's gonna grab Tibbs real quick because he's such a good coach. But you know, for me, it's just all about who they replace him with. You know, it's a luxury to be a coach in the NBA, and I really don't have a problem with them firing him. Like I understand sometimes you just need a different approach, even if you have a good coach. But my my whole thing is who do you replace him with? So. Yeah, because he yeah. did
0: a good job in Chicago.
1: Yeah, he was such a good coach. So, Our last hot topic, the one place I know he's not going, is to the New Orleans Pelicans. They just hired Alvin Gentry. That's right. uh, he's a great coach. He was the assistant coach with the Golden State Warriors. He's going to finish out the season as their assistant coach. Previous to that, he was actually uh, the head coach of Phoenix Suns, and he did a really good job there. So I think he'll be great for Anthony Davis and that mostly young group of players. So kudos to him. Yep. All right. So that just covers some of the news headlighting the NBA at this time of the year. Um, So before we get into the nuts and bolts, the NBA Finals preview, I just thought it would be good if we mentioned the two teams that lost.
0: Oh, yeah, definitely. Um,
1: The Houston Rockets and the Atlanta Hawks. Sure. I
0: think, I don't know what happened to Atlanta. I think out of the two teams, maybe the more positive outlook is for Houston. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Because, I don't know, they just seem to me like Atlanta just completely fell apart and they played a much weaker Cleveland team without Kevin Love. If he had played, who knows what would have happened. Oh, yeah. Um, they might have been embarrassed even more. At least Houston was able to win, and they you know they had some close games. I don't know. They played, I think, team like Golden State. They didn't have any major injuries, and also in Cleveland, you know, Kyrie um, Irving. Irving he wasn't at full strength. Yeah. So you really lost to a weakened Cleveland team pretty bad. So I don't know what happened to Atlanta.
1: Yeah, it's crazy. Kyrie Irving actually didn't play the second-to-last game. I think it was the third game of the series. Right. Um, It didn't look like they had any problem at all beating the Atlanta Hawks. Yeah.
0: And LeBron didn't even have to play really tough. Yeah. And, you know, lots of minutes. So.
1: And, And Kyle Korver did go down with injury, but I actually thought that he would have made a little bit of difference because when you have a great shooter... They're they're not going to be cold forever, Sure. but so far in the playoffs, he had not been doing well. I mean, I, even with him, they lost at least two games. Yeah,
0: it's true. So I don't, I, so I don't know what happened to Atlanta. Um, <laughs> I don't think that they have to, you know, completely start from scratch, but they'll have to see with this team because they struggled even in the, in the first round. They struggled, so. They played Brooklyn. Uh, Brooklyn. Yeah, even against Brooklyn, the the worst team with the, with the team with the losing record. You won sixty games. They won less than forty, and you struggled against a team like that.
1: Yeah, I mean, when you are trying to be a title contender, uh, as Atlanta is obviously trying to do, it, it does happen where a team like Brooklyn can, you know, stay with you. But you you know, you generally want to try to put those teams away early. So that was definitely not a good indication of, you know, what was going on in the playoffs for them. Uh obviously their weaknesses showed against the Cavaliers and as far as where they stand as a as a title contender. Um I, I think the star pound power really hurt them. Jeff Teague's a great player, but they didn't really have a go to guy late in games. And you know, LeBron James you know, he pretty much he pretty much uh delivered for the Cleveland Cavaliers and in, in the closing games against Atlanta, doing whatever it takes to win the game, so
0: it was just it was it was tough to watch if you were an Atlanta fan.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um,
0: but, you know, congratulations to Cleveland. They definitely played a great series, even with, you know, missing your I don't know, what you, you like Cleveland more and you follow them more. I don't know if you'd consider Love their second best player or third, but Still, you know, and then even Kyrie Irving, who would he wasn't at full strength the whole series either. They just were able to beat Atlanta with no, without any struggles at all.
1: Go Cavs, baby!
0: Yeah, so it was like it was like it was the first round or something.
1: And then, of course, the other um, the other team in the Western Conference, Houston Rockets, um, had a great season but really they met their match with the Warriors. You know, what I'll say is I think Dwight Howard is not a great offensive player. I think he's a good offensive player, but not a great offensive player. I used to fall, I was a big fan of the Miami Heat in 2006 when they had Shaq and won the championship. And I remember following that team closely and one of the trainers had told Alonzo Morning. I didn't like that team, by the way. <laughs> he he recommended... Kobe, oh my ass tastes. <laughs> didn't like that at all. <laughs> before Kobe won his extra championships. Right, right. But one of the trainers told Alonzo Morning to maybe was lifting weights too hard. Um, I formerly played football in high school, and I do believe that when you lift heavy weights, it can really throw off your shot. And I think that Dwight Howard lifts heavy weights, and he's trying to play like a Hakeem Olajuwon. And I don't think it's really working. He's just not a great offensive player. Maybe if he tried to be more like a Shaq, where he just utilized his power and maybe threw up hook shots or something like that. But he just misses a uh, a lot of shots, the way his style of play. I, I think that he is the best center in the league, but I think his specialty is defense and i think he's what he's what i would call a putback player so what i mean by that is he he does great when other players penetrate and then they you know they dish to him so when james harden attacks the basket and the defense pulls towards him he dishes to dwight dwight can make the easy dunk and he's so powerful nobody's going to be able to stop him or putback player he can get the big rebound, score that way but I don't think he's great at creating an offense on his own. And I think that when they try to when they try to give the ball to him on a regular basis, it actually sort of hurts them from a from a scoring standpoint. And
0: yeah. because yeah, there was a big difference between how he's been playing, even when we played I mean the the year he played for the Lakers, obviously he was injured, so that wasn't a fair assessment. But it seems like just as an individual player He's the way he's played in Houston and again LA is not the most accurate representation but compared to Orlando big difference in Orlando he was just a monster he would pretty regularly have 30 point games and even oh, sometimes yeah. 40 point games and i mean i understand you know playing with james harden he doesn't have to put up those types of numbers all the time but it just seems like almost never does that now i don't think he scored over I don't know, I can't remember the last time he's done it.
1: Yeah, I think that I, re- I really think the style of play in Orlando helped him. Hito Turgaloo, he is a pick and roll player in his prime. I think that really helped Dwight Howard. Jameer Nelson is a is a scoring point guard, so he's great at attacking the basket, and Ray for Austin may not be as may not have been as great of a scorer, but he was a willing passer. So I really think that Dwight Howard benefits greatly from guards who are willing passers, and I I don't think he's a, a great half court post up player.
0: And then we were talking earlier about when Dwight made the decision to come to Houston. I've changed my mind on you know, how not that I think badly of, of um, James Harden, but I just figure I just didn't think that Dwight Howard James Harden combination would be good enough. To win the championship, but we talked a little bit about that because at the time that you know Dwight made the trade, it was James Harden had only I think maybe for one year been on the Rockets. That's for sure. Maybe one or two, think- and you know he was obviously getting you know better and better. And at that time, I was like, man, this guy, there's no way he should be a superstar or at least you know get that much attention and praise. But obviously it was proven wrong there. But I still, I mean, it kind of showed a little bit in the series against Golden State where, you know, he didn't really put up those huge numbers like LeBron or even like Steph Curry this, this playoff. So I still don't think that that combo is going to be good enough to win. If if And maybe if they do win, it'll be one and not multiple championships. That was one thing that I said when Dwight made the decision to leave L.A. that I think if he had stayed, you know, using him and White. I mean, sorry, him and Kobe and, you know, whatever other piece they would have had at that time. Probably They had still Paul Gasol. They would have been able to bring in another big name. It would have maybe taken a few years, but could have pitched that to a big star and what? said, look, hey, we'll have a chance to go for multiple titles. But with, you know, the way that is in Houston, I just don't see them win if they do. And I, I heard that, I think it was the TNT crew, or someone on ESPN, I can't remember. But they said and I agree that, you know, it's not like Houston has to start from scratch. No. Yeah. They'll need to make a few adjustments. But um I still don't see as of now anyway. Um I still don't see those two guys good enough to take on I mean, they almost lost to the Clippers too. Yeah. They did beat them, of course, but you know, I just I don't think like if they had played Cleveland either, that LeBron probably would have just been too much for them. And obviously, Klay Thompson and Steph Curry were. That's why they had uh, Trevor Reza try to <laughs> knock them both out. Yeah,
1: with his uh, karate moves or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm really impressed with James Harden. Definitely, it's
0: Yeah, I don't want. I'll, I'll sorry for interrupting, but I don't um, want anyone to think that I mean that he's not an amazing player. Definitely is, but I still, for me personally, I don't see that he's yet great enough yeah. to help. Against when when you go against the best talent that that he's say that he went back to Oklahoma City for example I would still put him as the number three player um, you know Durant and Westbrook I'd still put over him basically but and, that helps clarify things up
1: and and Russell Westbrook was a long shot but he was in the MVP conversation this year mm-hmm. I felt like uh, James Harden has had a great evolution. Um, he, he was the he was the third player on the Thunder offensively, coming off the bench, helping in scoring, and I really felt like moving to Houston. Um, I was disappointed for the Thunder because you lose such a big score; it's going to hurt you trying to win a championship. Right. But for him, he really got better. A lot better than I ever thought he would be. Same here. He really uh, he got an opportunity he would have never gotten in Thunder. And I think he really got better because of that. He's a different player than Russell Westbrook and Kevin Durant. He's not a, not as athletic. He's a smart player. He relies heavily on getting to the free throw line. Um, he's left-handed. And his style of play makes it hard for the defense to not foul him when he's attacking the basket. I think he's improved tremendously. You know, he's a new young star in the NBA. But, you know, I agree with BD. There's definitely a space between him and the elite players in the NBA, and I think it really just comes down to uh, how much he can improve. I always say with like new players coming into the NBA, you know, it's about a few things, but it's about knowing your role, and it's also about improving. If you are a great college player and you try to come into the NBA and you don't improve, you're not going to last long. And most players that come into co- from college to the NBA, you're no longer the star. So you have to know your role. You have to figure out how you can help a basketball team. Because if you're on a team like, like the Portland Trailblazers, you know, you're going to take a back seat to Damian Lillard. You know, he's their main scoring option. So you better be able to contribute as a three-point shooter or a shot blocker. or You know, you're not going to be the main scorer um, with James Harden. He's improved tremendously, and it's really just about how much more he can improve. Because, you know, he's obviously very—he's great, but there is definitely a div- a, div- a divider between him and the Golden State Warriors.
0: Yeah, I think Shaq's pretty happy that Dwight Howard didn't <laughs> didn't make it, so he can continue to criticize him.
1: Shaq is very happy somewhere,
0: <laughs> si- sipping on a martini. Right, it's like. <laughs> He's not the real Superman. I am. <laughs> so, um, yeah, and then I don't know how much, you know, what else Dwight Howard can do. Um, not that he needs to improve a lot more, but like you said, maybe some something to have some more flexibility in the offense because, yeah, I mean, he is, he is big and strong and he can use his size and, and uh, strength to get a lot of, you know, to score a lot of points, but that also uses up a lot of energy. So you can't rely on that all the time. So if you need another, you know, one or two other, you know, one really good move that you can use, and something else, kind of like Blake Griffin. I mean, he was so dangerous because he was able to hit that little mid-range jumper, which a year ago, like you would just let him take that, you know, whenever he wanted it because he would you live by it. Yeah,
1: he was not great at it. (laughs) But if Dwight Howard could do
0: something like that. You know, um, or have some sort of a post move to help him score that, to where he doesn't have to constantly use his strength, maybe that could be the difference.
1: When I think of Dw- Dwight Howard and I think of Shaq, and it's, it's not a fair comparison because Shaq is one of the greatest centers ever, but Shaq was also bad at free throws, but the difference was when, when I always used to say when Shack had two feet in the paint it was an automatic two points right he was so big and powerful he was literally almost unstoppable on the block right and Dwight Howard is very powerful but he he is not that dominant mm-hmm. and he misses a lot of shots and then he doesn't make free throws it's you know it's not a great combination
0: <laughs> right because a lot of times I remember watching a you know, Shack you foul him he's gonna make the dunk and you know then it's just that one free throw you know. Most of the time, he'd you know, get the dunk. But yeah, I think Dwight's not, not quite as, as powerful, so he can't do that as often. So he has to go for just the two free throws. The
1: the uh, The Western Conference especially really surprised me this year oh, yeah. with how well the Clippers have played and how well Houston has played. So I don't know. I, I wouldn't be surprised if either one of those teams uh, improved and were right, right back in the punt of the playoffs next year.
0: Yeah, I mean Clippers, I don't know what else but they exactly need to do, and same for the Rockets, but some some improvements need to
1: be made that yeah. definitely. Yes, okay, so the NBA finals preview, a lot of great dynamics, a lot of great storylines. I'm really excited. I actually think I thought I thought before the Cavs had a chance. But the way they dismantled the Hawks, games without Kyrie Irving, I think they have a great chance. And Kevin Love. And, of course, no Kevin Love, so two of their best players. I think they have a great chance of knocking off the Golden State Warriors. And at the beginning of the
0: playoffs, even when, when they had Kevin Love still, I really didn't think that they were good enough to even beat Chicago. But, um... Doing all this without Kevin Love, how good would they be if they had him? That's, like, if I was a Cleveland fan, that would make me so mad. It's like, man, this guy, like, he was there all season, and he helped us win the first round, and how much easier would it have been? Maybe would have taken some pressure off of Kyrie, and then he wouldn't have had to play as many of those games. Yeah. But obviously those are all, that's all speculation, because, you know, obviously Kevin Love was injured, but how much better would they be with him, so...
1: I don't I don't know if I felt like Cavaliers really utilized him well in their offensive system. Under under the David Blatt system, he was more of a spot up three point shooter, but regardless, he's a great player and he was still averaging nearly twenty points a game and of course, you know, nearly ten rebounds. So, you know, you do the math. If you average roughly eighty points a game, that's a fourth of your scoring gone. Um I thought I thought LeBron James clearly the leader of the team, and Are you sure, <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> you know he's really done a good job adjusting without Kevin Love, and keep making his teammates better, uh, utilizing the talent that they have, and like like all great players, one difference between pro and coach is the real greats, like a Michael Jordan, like a LeBron James, like a Kobe Bryant. They're almost player coaches um, because, and they've earned that right. They've had all that experience in the NBA. They're going to get all the criticism if they lose. And LeBron James is definitely a player coach on the team, um, sometimes overriding David Blatt. It's actually not unusual. Abnormal, unusual, uh, because I remember being a huge Michael Jordan fan, just watching you know, documentaries and different things about him. Uh, One person they interviewed, can't really remember who it was, but they said that Phil Jackson didn't run the team, Michael Jordan ran the team. You know, what they meant by that is Michael Jordan was just a driving force with his will and desire to win, you know, and pushing the players, that, you know, he was just as much of a coach as the coach. And I think LeBron James, especially with David Blatt being a, a, a young coach in the NBA, Obviously, he's had experience overseas, but as far as an NBA, he's a rookie coach. Uh, I think LeBron James has really, you know, taken control of this team when necessary. True, true.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be an interesting finals. Should go at least six games, I think. Um, I'm still sticking with Golden State. They look really scary, as long as, you know, Clay Thompson isn't injured, because I think LeBron is still obviously the best player in the world. Um, he has been ever since the torch was passed, you know, on to him from Kobe. But um I think like he could do more things for the team if you know Kyrie wasn't a hundred percent. But it'll be more difficult for Steph Curry to be mm-hmm. able to do the same for the Warriors. So yeah. Clay Thompson, if he's not able to play at a hundred percent, then Cleveland will definitely have big advantage in probably win at all, but as long as... And, and that's, I think, one of the other good things for, for why they ended that series early is now he'll have pretty good amount of time to rest, and hopefully he won't have any more symptoms or any, any issues with the concussion that he suffered as a result of the assassin.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Trevor Ariza <laughs> jumped up and, like, kneed uh, Clay Thompson in the head and caused his ear to bleed, Maybe he thought it was the MMA or something, I don't know. <laughs> he I think he did officially have a concussion. Yeah, but, he did. Did he? Mm hmm. They but but Steve Kerr has said that he should be playing in game one, so hopefully he, hopefully he's a hundred percent. Sure. And the same with Kyrie Irving. He, you know, has trouble with tendonitis. He did actually play the last game to close out the Atlanta for some, you know, minutes. Um, so hopefully he's back healthy yeah, because you want to watch right. the best players in the NBA Finals. You don't want to see key players injured. So sure. so yeah, I mean both being considered the second best player on our team, obviously you want to see him play. Sure,
0: definitely. So what do you think? Are you still sticking with the, the Warriors or are you changing to Cleveland?
1: I'm sticking with the Warriors. You know, they're actually two my, my both both of them are my favorite teams. I love I love the coach for Golden State Warriors, Steve Kerr. I think he might be the next great coach in the NBA. That would be awesome. Oh yeah. And and then of course with Cleveland, I want to see Cleveland win that first championship. Yeah. But I just it's hard to go against the Warriors. The Western Conference is harder and they've dominated the Western Conference. Yeah, they
0: they did go through a much tougher slate of teams and they I mean the most they've lost was right two, right? Against Memphis. Yeah.
1: Usually, you never see a player in the NBA who can consistently just take long-range shots and make them. Stephen Curry has done that. I don't really think we've ever seen a three-point shooter like him before. And one of the most underrated aspects of the Golden State Warriors is their wing defenders. Mm -hmm. Um, Andre Iguodala, Green, great defenders. Very versatile. he be
0: key against LeBron. Yeah, I think mean, like in Iguodala, I mean he's a pretty big, strong guy. He he'll be important.
1: That could be where the Kevin Love factor might hurt him because when the defense uh, tightens down on LeBron James, having a guy like Kevin Love to kick it to, you know, obviously tremendously helps. Right. Because I remember in um, I think it was 2010
0: when the Lakers were in you know hunting for their repeat when um, they played. Oklahoma City, I mean, Kevin Durant. I think yeah, I think maybe that was the first time they made it to the playoffs, having um, Metta World Peace or whatever his his name is now <laughs> um, run our test. Um, I mean, I watched that he really made it difficult for Kevin Durant. I think at some games, yet he, he shot like twenty five percent. So having obviously that's not going to happen to LeBron. That was Kevin Durant's first. Yeah year in the playoffs or one of the first years but but having a guy that is you know big and physical makes a big difference and really hurt Oklahoma City they're still able to make you know make it a a long series but it definitely made things difficult and like you said not not having Kevin Love if they're able to even even somewhat slow down LeBron would really make it difficult for Cleveland to be able to win the series
1: when I look at the keys for Cleveland to win the series have to score more points than the other team. Yeah, and then and then they win the game. That's I don't understand why they make it so complicated. Yeah, it's so easy.
0: You stop the other team from scoring more points, and you try to score more points than the other team. It's I could easily be a
1: coach. I think that uh this isn't actually even a strategy. Well, it is a strategy. They obviously they probably won't do it the whole game, but in key moments, they have to put LeBron James on Stephen Curry. Right. Stephen Curry is the heartbeat of their offense. He takes so many tough threes already and makes them. LeBron James is one of the best defenders in the game. Mm-hmm. That could really hurt Stephen Curry's scoring ability, and it would be really interesting just to see. I've seen Stephen Curry hit tough shot after tough shot over great defenders, but LeBron James is an elite, one of the best defenders in the NBA, and it'd be interesting to see if those uh if they still if they keep going in with LeBron James draped on him. And then I think the other key is just for LeBron James to keep everybody involved. The Cleveland Cavaliers are hard to beat all when they're all on the same page. When they get Timofei Moskov going, when they get uh, Della Vadova going, J.R. Smith going, they are very, very hard to beat. Um, Cleveland's general manager did a great job of putting together a team with a lot of offensive mm-hmm. threats. Sure, And if Kyrie Irving... Is at his best scoring twenty to thirty points a game. They could very well have the series.
0: True. Sure. I think we wanted to talk about the the last thing we talked about this was the implications. So if for example LeBron doesn't win, um and he has a good shot, I, I still I'm just like I said, we just we both pick Golden State just yeah. because, you know, we think they'll be the better team, but not that Cleveland can't win it, obviously. But um if he does lose in the finals, I mean it'll be really tough. For him to to come back from this, because LeBron, I think, is you know he's up there, you know, in the position to be one of the greatest players ever. I don't know. I I just personally feel, and we both kind of talked about this, that it's difficult to make the case that he should be there or he's the best when you are two and because if, if they let's say they lose this year, that he he would be two and six or two and four in the finals. Yeah, this is his sixth time making it, which is. Second only to Kobe, so then this time is his sixth
1: time. So it'd be, so right now it's two and five.
0: He's two right. and five, but I'm saying if he loses, oh. then he'd be two and two and four, right? But that would be very difficult to overcome. Yeah, to to be able to have more wins than losses because you know obviously a lot all the Kobe fans and the Duncan fans and Jordan fans would be like, well, like Jordan, he's perfect in oh, the yeah. finals, and then someone like you know who supports Duncan will say, look. Duncan's five out of six, LeBron is two out of six, right? That's that's going to be very difficult. Um, here's why I said two out of two and four. I said two two wins, four losses. What I oh, uh,
1: I guess you're saying that's
0: why. I's, yeah, but yeah, right. I mean, being two out of six yeah. in the finals is I don't know. It's just difficult to yeah. to overcome. Same with like Magic, right? He's got more wins than losses in the finals. Same with Shaq, right? Shaq has been in the finals six times. He's won four of those times, so he has a good chance of winning it. And if he won, then he'd be, you know, three and three.
1: Yeah, I mean, for, I just first off, I just think it's amazing that Michael Jordan won six for six in the finals. Sure. <laughs> that's yeah. amazing, right? I think that this team might be a dynasty. So, I, but that's obviously. Every every NBA offseason is a crapshoot, and there's so many free agents, and they got to make sure they keep key guys like Tim LaFayne, and J.R. Smith. And if they lose any one of those guys, it could hurt them tremendously. If they, if they have a dynasty, that's the only thing that could really redeem sure. a, a loss this year. And it's really not fair to compare these guys to, to me. It always bothered me because Michael Jordan had done so much for the league and I understand it. You know, you want to create excitement for the league. And this is the new young player, so is he the next Michael Jordan? But they usually, they always fall short. And it's really not their fault. It's just an unfair expectation from the beginning. But yeah, I mean, obviously, going two for six in the in the finals, you know, is, is obviously not a winning record. <laughs> sure.
0: We talked about this, I and mean, just making it to the finals is a big deal. Yeah. But I just you know when you when you want to say he's the best ever he's the best since Jordan, Kobe's gonna have a lot to say about that because he's five out of seven and and what I meant to say when I said earlier second only to Kobe and finally I meant you know in the in the recent times obviously yeah. there have been players that have made it more times than that as well but so it's just you know because a lot of times if you remember those MVP the Muppets commercials <laughs> they had LeBron and because you know it was there was big debate earlier on which of those two guys is better yeah and it's just i don't know you have to when you when you want to talk about who's the best you have to take everything into account and the finals and championships i think are the biggest factor and if he doesn't win if he has a losing record in the finals the games that matter the most then you know it's going to hurt his legacy
1: i'm a lebron james fan but i don't think it's fair when people say he's the best of all time Sure. There's been so many great players in the NBA right. history. His career is far from over, for one. Of course. But two, like for instance, Michael Jordan. Here's a guy who had the highest scoring uh, average in the in the playoffs, which is harder to do because you're playing against better defense.
0: Yeah, but still the best, I think, thirty over 33 points.
1: He's been known to sacrifice his game early on to get his teammates going. That's that's one of the reasons I say I'm not a huge stats guy, because sometimes they're misleading. Sometimes great players sacrifice their own scoring to get their teammates going. When you win championships and there's two and three defenders on the best player in the finals, you need that open guy to have confidence in his shots. He gets that confidence early in the season when the best player passes to him. So sometimes stats are a little misleading. You know LeBron has phenomenal stats. He he's really a hybrid. He's a Michael Jordan and Magic Johnson c- combined, Right. with a little bit of uh, just a power forward because he's so strong. But, I, you know, as far as I'm concerned, Michael Jordan is the best player ever. And you know I don't want to knock. I don't want to knock LeBron's past. But just in all fairness, you know, in fairness to Michael Jordan. LeBron won two out of four championships on a team, you know, with with two All-Stars. And when Michael Jordan, you know, Scottie Pippen is a great player. And obviously they had Dennis Rodman in his later three championships. But Dennis Rodman is not a great offensive player. You know, Michael Jordan, and this is actually, this actually is Michael Jordan compared to a lot of um, NBA stars and their situations, but he did more with less. You know, you look at the Chicago Bulls. A lot of those players on the Chicago Bulls in their, both of their championships, teams weren't, you know, dying to get those players. So I just, uh, I don't know. When, when I think of the greatest player of all time, Michael Jordan did things I've never seen before. You know, I'm not really a big fan of the hype. Yeah, I just feel like what, what Michael Jordan did, you know, to, to dismiss that, you know is unfair to him, so it's not really a knock at LeBron or Kobe or any player who has sort of followed in his footsteps. It's just that i don't I don't think it's very fair to michael jordan to to call another player the greatest player of all time, especially like b d is saying when they don't even equate to the number of championships he has mm.
0: well to um and we'll talk about that that could be a, a whole other topic that we'll talk about it over the summer but um the other thing we were talking about is, you know, Steph Curry is, um, on on the other end, if he wins this year, if you look at the most successful players and the most successful guy as far as winning championships and finals, been, you know, Kobe since Jordan left, and then Tim Duncan right there also, but both of those guys have started winning very early on in their careers, yeah. and that's kind of what separated the two of them from even, like, say, Kevin Garnett and Dirk Nowitzki. So, I mean, they have Golden State, especially Steph Curry and Klay Thompson have really, they're in a special situation, kind of like how Kobe was when, you know, when he won those first three with Shaq, is you have a chance to win while you're really young. And then even if you don't come back, say that they don't make it to the finals next year or they don't win next year, even if they come back in in another two or three years, He'll already have one. And it's just easier. Cause, well, I guess then kind of like how Tim Duncan, right? Because he never had a a time when he was really dominant. The closest they had was, I think, like the one in 2003, 5, and 7. Yeah. <laughs> but um, he never had like Kobe where like for, from 2000, 2001, 2002, that was just the most dominant team by far. You know, winning like how Tim Duncan did, winning many championships throughout his career he was able to really distance himself from the other great power forward, Kevin Garnett, who has been to the finals twice and, and won yeah. only one, but which is also great. You shouldn't, you know, say that, that 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 he's had a poor career, of course not, but but you see a big difference. So Steph Curry and Clay Thompson, they have a really good chance now, put themselves in a good position if they win now they can distance themselves from, like, Russell Westbrook, James Harden, Chris Paul, and say, you know, I've already won, and I can continue to win more because I'm young, we have a great team, you know, we can continue to improve, and you might see the next, you know, guy that wins multiple championships instead of just one or possibly just, you know, one or two. You can win multiple, like three or four or five. That that was just interesting, you know, if I was Steph Curry, that'd be something that'd be on my mind, like, this is so important, because, well, and look at um, Oklahoma City, right, it's been years now since they've been in the finals, they kind of, they had a chance to win it, Durant and Westbrook were young, and they still are, but they, you know, can win multiple championships still, but it's just, you can see how it's difficult to get back to the finals. Obviously, If I'm LeBron, you need to win it to help your legacy, you know, to get back to... Because it's just going to be tough if you have an overall losing record in the finals. Anyone that's a Duncan, Kobe, Michael, you know, Magic fan will be like, well, you know, the the player that I like more, you know, won it when it counts. Then if you're Steph Curry, you want to say to yourself, I have a chance to really have a special career making it to the finals, and being the favorite to win this young. Because they won well over 60 games, so I know, it might be a start of something interesting.
1: You never know when your chance to get back in the finals is, and that's one of the reasons I'm really rooting for their Cavs this year and hope they pull um, what I would consider the upset.
0: It's been eight years since they've been, right? Wasn't yeah. it 2007 was when...
1: Oh, yeah, and they didn't, they didn't have a chance... Right. You know. No one expected them to win. I mean if the Spurs get Lamarcus Aldridge, you know, they're they're their favorites again and they're gonna be really hard to beat. So, you know, if you're the Cavs, you d- obviously everybody wants to win the finals, but this year is especially important. And you know, with Golden State, I think they have a the chance to be something really special. They maybe they'll be a dynasty. Maybe that's where Kobe will go next year. <laughs> <laughs> they're just uh they're so selfless. They've got so many you know options, and sort of like the Bulls when Michael Jordan played and some of these other teams, some of their options on offense are a little bit you know underrated. you know they've got a lot've got a lot of talent. Sure.
0: yeah, and I guess maybe we'll see obviously who wins, but if Golden State wins the only thing I could see them having to improve on is maybe get either like a, a veteran or two or yeah. something to improve either your size a little bit. For the playoffs or defense. Yeah. Because obviously when you're the champion, you get the best out of everyone. And you can't consistently rely on winning multiple titles by just offense. So that that would be the only thing. But yeah, this could be the start of something special in, in both teams because it's not like Cleveland is old either. They win it. <laughs> I
1: think one of the interesting dynamics, of course, the biggest would be LeBron versus Stephen Curry. And Stephen Curry, now, you know, he's proved he's a great player. Now he's got to prove, can he compete against, you know, the best player? But another aspect I think is really interesting is Steve Kerr versus David Blatt. You know, David Blatt is a true rookie coach, just sort of like a college coach when they go to the NBA because he does not have that background of experience in the NBA. Steve Kerr is the opposite. He may be a rookie coach on paper, but he is no rookie to the NBA from playing with championship teams and players to being an NBA uh, anal- analyst. You know, I mean, Steve Kerr knows what he's talking about. Sure. That's why I think he'll be a great coach in the NBA. But if the Golden State does win, I'll be really happy for Steve Kerr. Um, what a phenomenal story, just going from a bench role player to a NBA champion winning coach. Yeah. And I will say this because we talked about makeup awards and the Defensive Player of the Year. A lot of a lot of the Coach of the Year really depends on the team that's improved the most. But if the um, if the Golden State's Warriors win it this year, obviously Steve Kerr will have a good chance to win it every year, being on a good team. But I think he'll be a very likely candidate to win Coach of the Year next year. Sure. Yeah, and I think one of the the last things I was thinking about. Is just, uh, I really don't think the Kevin Love factor will be huge for Cleveland. Not because Kevin Love's not a great player, just because their offense didn't really utilize him. You know, I actually think Kyrie Irving has improved tremendously this year. When you play with a player like LeBron James, and players can't double-team you, it makes you better. So that's one reason, you know, he's done better and been able to put up career points. But really... You know, him and him and Kevin Love style of play is very different. The big difference is Kevin Love is going to give you more rebounds, Kyrie's going to give you some more assists. But I really don't think that Kevin Love will be a huge a huge factor for Cleveland in the playoffs if they can compete. But um, you know, going forward they're gonna to want to keep him. I really think that, you know, despite the struggles maybe Kevin Love has felt on Cleveland, you know, I think that winning the championship will uh, can solve a lot of problems. And I think that if they do win the championship, yes. Kevin Love will be likely to stick around.
0: Solved a lot of problems for Shaq and Kobe for many years. <laughs> Until they finally yep. <laughs> couldn't stand each other for a long time.
1: <laughs> yeah, when you win the championships, all the problems just solve themselves. <laughs> Everybody's happy. Sure. So we hope you enjoyed our uh, NBA Finals preview Just to recap, we both picked the Golden State Warriors, even though I'm still rooting for the Cavs. I'm thinking in six or seven. I don't know what you think. Honestly, it's just been so unpredictable this year. I'll go with six, just because both of these teams are so talented offensively. I don't see how either one of these teams can't win at least two games. Sure. But if if one team dominates like Golden State, I wouldn't be surprised either. Have fun and joy. Go calves, baby.